Ebro in the morning, Laura Styles and Rosenberg. Uh, we have Chris Tucker joining the program today. Wow. That's a Pow. big one right there. Look at that. Yes. There he is. Welcome. Looking, like, looking like Smokey still. What's good, man? <laughs> man, it's great, man. Good stuff, man. On this tour, the Chris Tucker, the legend tour, having a having a ball, man. Having a ball out there with, uh, with my fans. So it's great. Wait, Rosenberg, you meant by looking like Smokey, you mean young. That's what Correct. you mean. Young. Correct. Yes. Still looking, still Youthful. looking like Smokey Youthful. in twenty twenty three. And by the way, and the the show, uh, Chris's show here in New York is this Saturday night, uh, right here in my hood on the Upper West Side at the Beacon Theater, the legendary Beacon Theater. And there's like a handful of tickets left. Um, yeah, Chris, how's it been to be out, man? How's it been to be in uh, in these arenas? Man, it's great, man. Yeah, we we got the show at the Beacon Theater. We sold out the first show Friday night. And we got to we put on another one for Saturday night. I mean, it's been great, man. It's this is what I started out doing before the movies, and yeah. uh, man, it's 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 great uh, connected with my fans again. And you know, if you like the Fridays and the rush hours, this is where it all came from from stand up. So man, and you know, cool. Def Jam comedy back in the early nineties. All this, all this, you know, um, came from the stand up uh, days. So, and I never stopped doing stand up. So it's something you know, during the strike. I was always. Always, always working. When you didn't see me, I was in the comedy clubs working on my stand-up because it was something I could do, and I started out doing, so it's great. How I good was going to ask oh, you Go that. ahead, Laura. Sorry. No, because I was going to ask you that if you were the type of, of, you know, that you randomly pop up at a local open mic and just kind of bless the stage just to see how if you, you know, how, you, how you're feeling, what your energy is like. All the time, all the time, because, you know, when, when, we, when I first started, it was hard to get on stage as a comedian because there were so many comedians, and then there were so many... Uh, 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 what you call it, pros up there. So it wasn't that, a lot of time on stage. So now I'm that guy that, that can just come in the club because, you know, the movies and all that stuff and jump on stage whenever I want him and bump other comedians. And that that's how it used to be when I started. So I remember how precious it was to get on stage and get that little time. So, yeah, I do it all the time and just get in, get in the clubs and work, you know. Um. Chris, the uh, the Smokey character, which was, I think, based around one of the characters you did on Def Comedy Jam when you was on stage there. No, How no, Smokey, that was totally different. You know, uh, I was in the comedy club one night in L.A. and I heard that Ice Cube was doing a movie about, you know, smoking weed, sitting on a, a, on a porch with Paul Mooney. And I said, I want an audition. I want to, I want, you know, I want to get a role in there some kind of way. End up getting the co-starring role with Ice Cube. But it was Amazing. something that came out because I was in the comedy clubs working in LA and I heard about this rumor that it was they were about to do this movie and I wanted to get it, get uh, get a part in the movie because I was touring all, all the, the you know over the years I was touring but you know some you got I knew I needed to go to the next level, next level uh, and yeah. that was acting and getting into the movies and um, and I, I ended up getting that part because uh, Ice Cube and the producers and the directors wanted somebody fresh and new uh, to play uh, Smokey. You, the, um, you couldn't have known that it was going to be. I mean, obviously, we're stoked to do a movie, Chris. But did at any point did you think we're making a cultural classic? No, you you know, uh, I just knew that I was ready, and I knew that I, it, this was my shot. It was my shot, you know, and I had to be ready, and I had to deliver in every scene. And that's that's and everybody else, I guess, felt the same way because everybody right. was on point. We had a great director, Gary Gray. Um, and everybody was on point, and that's when movies are great, man. When everybody is on point, and and, that, and that's when the magic happened. You never know it's gonna be a classic and all that stuff, but you just you know if you're ready or not, and you're doing a great job. 
then it levels up, right? And it, you got this cultural classic, and then the bags start getting crazy during Ooh. rush hour. And and um, I I saw you post uh, you uh, a picture of you and Jackie Chan the other day. You guys are still friends, still. Yeah, man, it's the twenty fifth anniversary of the first Rush Hour, man. Wow, and, uh, man, it's been yeah twenty five years since we filmed the first Rush Hour, and, and Jack definitely we still uh, close, man. Whenever he's in the states, we get together and we call each other oh, all that's the dope. time. And uh, yeah, man, it it hey. And at my show, I tell everybody, if you want to know if I'm doing another Rush Hour or another Friday's movies, you got to come to the show. I'll, I'll let you know. <laughs> Major announcement. In the beacon, in the building, I'm going to let you know. Major announcement. <laughs> Chris, what was the order of, of how things played out? Uh, to Ebro's point, I know Rush Hour was huge. Um, Money Talks was huge. The money starts rolling in. And then, if I recall, you became the $30 million man, like $30 million a movie. What was the order of how things blew up for you? It was Fridays, uh, Money Talk, then Rush Hour. And then in the first one, I was making $20 million, And then the second one, Rush Hour, I was making $25 billion. Yeah, I was like one of the highest paid, if not the highest paid at that time. Congrats, because I was man. so young and crazy. I was like, if my, you know, the first Rush Hour made over $100 million. I said, Tom Cruise movie's making $100 million. Mine's making 100 He's getting $20 million. I need to get $20 million. And man, they 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 paid me. Uh, they had to there pay you me go. because the movie was go. making money. They wanted to do another you, one. So ask for it, Chris. Get that bag. You know that's right. You got to got to ask for it. <laughs> Get to it now. Um, is is movies something you're still passionate about as well as stand up? Oh yeah, I love I love movies, man. Thank God, you know, acting is is a second nature to me. Like stand up comedy. I just did a movie and came out this year called Air. With yep. uh, great cast, uh, um, Marlon Wayans is in it, uh, uh, Viola Davis, and uh, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, Chris Messina, and Jason Bateman. And it's on Amazon Plus right now, man. It's doing yeah. great. People are loving it. And uh, yeah, man, it's just like playing all different types of parts, not just comedy parts, but serious parts. And and then going and doing doing my stand up. So and then doing it all, you know, I, I love to be in a position that I can do it all because I started out my career doing uh, comedies and dramas, like I did. Fridays, and then I did Dead Presidents. That's right. And that That's came right. out. So that established me right now. People knew I had chops in both areas. And then, you know, the Rush Hours action movies. And then your Fifth resume Element, is, Spaced yeah, Out movies. So, Chris, you know, your resume you know, is... I never got a chance to meet you before. This is my first time meeting you. I always wanted to salute you, man, for just all the work, all the, all the funny, all the good times, all the actual human experiences that we shared with you. Uh, the resume is amazing. And, thank um, you. Thank you, you know. Congrats on on being being still being out here, you know, because that's a feat unto itself. I'm sure you yeah. can testify, right? Just being able to have the longevity that you've had and still selling out these dates at this point in the game is is a blessing. Thank you, man. Yeah, man. It's like I'm, I'm, I'm I am blessed, man, and thank God that I'm still here at you know at this age because I started at such a young age and and now the, the possibilities and the endless possibilities yeah. and. Uh, uh, and, and the things to do is just, it's exciting, man. It's like, I'm, I'm just now starting. So it's great. All right, Chris. So in the, in the midst of all of this crazy stuff happening, Michael Jackson takes an interest in you. Uh, please explain. How does that relationship with Michael Jackson begin? You know, I think it was, man, it was, it was just predestined or something because every, if you look at all my movies, I've always made some kind of 
reference to Michael because I guess it's in everybody's life. Our childhood, we grew up yeah. watching Michael Jackson, of course, and of Prince, course. and everybody. So I, I made his, you know, his energy is something. Uh, I made some kind of reference in Fridays and different movies. So I, and I guess he saw saw my movies at some point. One of his nephews told me he saw he showed him Fridays, showed Michael Jackson Fridays, and Michael was laughing and all that stuff. But uh, yeah, man, it was unbelievable to meet, you know, uh, your childhood, one of your childhood superstars that you grew up admiring, thought you would never meet in your life, and then become friends with them and to uh, uh, learn from them and stuff like that. It was, it was awesome, man. You know, it was just unbelievable. Yo, anytime somebody knows Michael Jackson, I always make it a point to, because uh, I've always heard stories from people that I know that have worked with him and know him. That he was the right, most regular guy, right? Like he was talking shit. You know what I mean? He gets the jokes. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. He yeah, he came up in a black family. He's yeah, well, that's what I was about to say. He's from Gary, Indiana. Like, what were oh, you yeah. talking about? Yeah, oh man, he, you know, he he was different though. His synergy when you were when you was around him, you felt like you was around somebody different, like yeah. you know, Mozart or somebody that's <laughs> Einstein or somebody that was very different, very smart, very intelligent. So he was definitely a, a special, special person. Yo, Chris Tucker, man, I appreciate you coming on the program. Hopefully we uh, get to see each other in the same space. Our studios are being remodeled. And by remodeled, I mean there's still nothing happening in their trash right now. Um, <laughs> sure. And I'm out on knee surgery, so hopefully we can share, share, share some jokes and laughs, man, next time you're around town. For sure, man. Hey, man, thank y'all so much. Get better soon, man, and, and God bless y'all. Thank you. Thank there it is, you. Chris Tucker at the Beacon Live. Get those tickets and the Legends Tour moving all around. So yes, go, run your Googles and, and get your tickets. Yes. Thanks, Chris. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Congrats, man. man. God bless y'all. Thank you, man. Ebro in the morning, Laura Styles and Rosenberg on our way to Tracy Towers in the Peace Mobile. More they than me, uh, Laura Rosenberg. But <laughs> joining us in the Peace Mobile right now, helping us get to this event up at Tracy Towers, we have the amazing Erica Ford. Erica, what's popping? You, you popping? Pop your knee or something? Nah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I gotta pop his knee back in place. What he needs that? Erica, now nah, you popping? I saw that music video on uh, Erica Ford Instagram. <laughs> 
Yeah, I gotta let him know. You know, you dropping hey. bars out here? What? I thought you know, she was I always drop bars. Yo, she came. She got out of the vehicle. Rosenberg <laughs> had some fly fabrics on. Maybe some dapper Dan. I don't know what it was. I was like, I'm Yo, Erica uh, dropping a single. It's my general outfit, you know, because I gotta let them know. Like, there might be a commissioner of the police in New York, but I'm the commissioner of the streets. Let's yeah. bars, bars. It's the fleet because the same way the police have a fleet that they deal with in in our communities. We have a fleet for peace. I love that. So we're the peace force. And, you know, we're the peace force all over the United States. And and this this week, um, we have 38 individuals from 21 different cities in our community violence intervention leadership program, along with the Chicago, the University of Chicago. And so uh, we're on our, you know, we've been teaching them all week. And we just found out yesterday that our graduation is going to be in the White House. And it's Ooh, like, wow. so cool. bars, bars. That's the bars. That's so the cool. bars is that you know where we started. And I started in a little Maxima and and stuffing everybody in my Maxima. And now we have a fleet, you know. And, and, and a national team. So cool. and a national team. I, read, I read the other day, I think Baltimore is getting on board. Is Baltimore new? Baltimore is here. Um, Baltimore... Um, has been on for a while. We got um, Atlanta here. We got Texas. We got uh, Chicago. We got Philadelphia. We got Houston. Well, Houston is Texas. Um, do you go? Do you go to each of these places when they come on board and do I, hands-on training with people? I do go to the different cities and and work with individuals. And even more so now that we started this uni- you know training academy, we'll be doing it. But previously, we went to every city to help get the ARP funds down. And so we got over $7 billion brought down from the United States government. I was just about to ask you about that, Erica, because Biden did commit some money, right? Some serious dollars to this. Correct, correct, correct. And I'm sorry, it's seventeen billion, not seven billion. Wow, wow, wow. Um, to the different cities across the United States. And for the people who are just tuning in, peaceisalifestyle.com is the official website where they can learn everything, all the amazing things you and your incredible team do. Yes. Now, yes, yes, Erica, we, also we too, even in New York City locally, um, Eric Adams administration, um, I think if I you know, has been very active in getting guns off the streets and we're hearing reports of violence being down. Uh, a, is that your experience, and how's it been working with Eric Adams' administration? <laughs> <laughs> Slight Hello? delay. Okay. Right, Hello? Hello? How's it been working with the... Hello? <laughs> Hello? Um, there, there, it's, it's, you know, we have a new czar. A.T. Mitchell for Man Up is, in, is the czar now. He appointed okay. him as soon as he came in. Okay. And he's doing some different things to help advance this work, and, and we hope to continue... To advance every mayor, as soon as we start, it's, it's it's rocky because we're getting into the process, and so, you know, we're getting into the process, and we hope to have this process yo. be, you know, tripled. Yo, Ebro, that was great. Yo, listen, yo, listen. I know Erica Ford <laughs> at least what twenty five. <laughs> Erica, I know you what 25? 25? <laughs> yes, twenty five yes. years. Yo, you have you have yes. you have come a long way because there was a time. Where if I gave a if I threw a softball like that to Erica Ford, she was tearing everybody, flesh. She was tearing yes. the flesh from bones. Yes. Now she well now, she's had to, well you've had, she has to work with administrations. Yes. Well, no, but that's what and I'm saying. Funders. This is this yeah. is funders. this is and right. funders Chef. and this is she's doing her best effort to Gross. basically say, uh, Eric Adams leaves something to be desired, which I think 
I'm, those are my <laughs> no. words, not Erica. That's what Ebro said. No, those what Erica said, Ebro, is that, oh. yeah, but no, what Erica said is that it's always rocky with the new administration, <laughs> but it takes time, and you yes. find your you working uh, relationship. Yes. Find a way to, to make progress. Because Erica, maybe when he get Correct. his cell phone back, y'all could, could reconnect. Mm. Okay. Mm. All right. Well, today, guys, we're at Tracy oh, Towers sorry, sorry. giving away turkeys, it's crazy, taking care of the community. Shout out to Eat Clean Bro, who's providing sides. We're very excited to be able to do this each and every year. Yeah, we love you, Austin, for letting us use your Peace Mobile. This is yes. so cool. Absolutely. Yes, I, lo- I love to. And we're getting a new Peace Mobile. Wait, what? What? Yes. What? We're getting we a new, new wheels? Senator Schumer gave us. Woo! We get new wheels. Okay, sure. Wow. Love that. It's going to be less bumpy. And we've learned a lot with doing this with you guys, you know. <laughs> so we're going to actually get a bus this time instead of an RV. Very oh. cool. Because it, it takes better on the um, this New York City streets. Oh, and so, you know, we can ride smoother and have n- less in, um, friction when we're, you know, with the sound, when we're so doing our live broadcast. Let me ask you a personal question, uh, but also related. What has, did you get to have any personal interaction with Biden in your time in the White House? And if so, what was that interaction like? There's a lot of talk about what he's like and et cetera. What was your experience with him? I mean, I think as it relates to the work, he's done some good stuff. The people around him really are the ones who I think pushes the thing. He has the desire to do something different, but there's a good team. One of the young men who was in our group, um, the Black and Brown Peace Coalition, is now heading up the Office to Prevent Gun Violence at the White House. It's a new office that we got because of all of the, pre- you know, the pushing that we've been doing. They opened up the first ever Office of Violence Prevention, and he's heading it up. And so he's making a lot of different changes in government as it relates to gun violence. And Biden is not stopping him, so I think that that's a good well, thing. It's an important I think piece. that that I personally think that at a certain time the baton should be passed. Though, like I don't think that people should just continue to be in office forever. Right. You right. know, <laughs> it's um, fair. It's fair. I just really, really believe, and that's why, like, even for me, I'm passing my baton for life camp and the running of a day-to-day operation. At the end of this year, I will no longer be running the day-to-day operation. Yeah, but you're young. What, what are you doing? You starting a music career or something? <laughs> yes. I told you I was putting out a single. Because you got a lot of gas to take. I'm 58 bro. years old. 58's young. You're in the prime oh, of your life. But like Don't give Ebro me that. was saying, right? Don't even give me that. Like, like, Ebro, <laughs> like, like Ebro was saying, I from cussing people out all these years yeah, and tired. fighting the whole year, like it takes a toll on your body. And so I need to pass the baton to somebody else. And go do something else, you I know. Understand. And so teaching yeah. uh, and going around to the different cities and working, build other cities and stuff like well, that. So I you'll still be very involved. It would just be a different version. Correct, of, correct. Well, but Erica, did, listen, but on, behalf of, of, on behalf of all of the families, all of the communities, all of the hard work that you've done, I don't know if there's a ceremony or some sort of celebration of you as you take this next step in your career. But I, I just want to say you are appreciated in so many ways and so loved. Uh, I don't know if you hear it enough, but I wanted to say it, you know, and thank you for always embracing our, our radio you, station, our show, and all of us, and keeping us on point, too, when we start slipping. Yes. <laughs> I remember years of me and you, right? <laughs> thank you. When uh, Ebro wore a different hat, yeah. he was constantly fighting. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> But um, yes, there will be April seventh is our gala and celebration of my twenty years at Life Camp. 
Wow, April seventh this year. Yeah, twenty twenty four. Well, and it's coming yeah. in. It's coming yeah. April. Wow, amazing. that's amazing. Yeah. Erica yeah. Ford, ladies and gentlemen. Um, look, Erica, we got to have you back on so we can talk about the corruption going on at the state level around this cannabis uh, commission. Yeah, as we're and driving by, well, um, the location that we wanted, one hundred fifth and Broadway, is where we wanted to open up our cannabis. But we're still in delay. I heard there was a settlement yesterday. Yes, there so. apparently uh, there was. But let's see. Um, but anybody out let's there that see. got their card, uh, cannabis license, I know it's open to the public now. But just hold on. The corporations are hating yeah. and blocking as usual. Yeah, it's a mess up wow. there. Erica, thank you so much. Peace Mobile is me. on the way to Tracy Towers. Keep it locked. It's Ebro, yes. Laura, and Rosenberg. Mr. C. Mr. C. Step swimming. Jadakiss. EPMD. Eric B. and Rakim. Method Man and Red Man. Lord Tariq and Peter Guns. Yours truly the curator, the lit digital DJ Funk Flex on the set. Hosted by Nessa, Ebro, Peter Rosenberg, and Laura Stow. 30th anniversary of Summer Jam. 30% off right now. This offer is... 